Welcome to Trending in 10 with your hosts, Greg and Justin. Yeah, the show where half of us wear stupid shirts. On today's show, we're talking about multi-billion dollar companies that have never made a penny. Yeah, as well as your favorite Disney movie and mine, Cool Runnings is still going 30 years later. And we're talking everything pods. Home pods, Tide pods, your pods, we all pods for pods. It's Trending in 10. Hey man, All right. don't be so hard on yourself. That shirt is not that lame. It's a simple black shirt. I know. I mean, seriously, look at the pattern on that. Miami Vice, baby. Oh, hey, welcome to the show. This show is powered by coffee and your comments. So if you've got a comment, throw it on the screen. We're going to get it up. Remember, you want to watch this live. Soon we'll get into a real schedule so you can follow along and know <laughs> when we are live. Uh, why don't you finish your coffee? Here's how this works. We're going to walk through like a few, probably three or four of the hottest topics of the day to get you informed. If you get some cool comments, we'll put it on the show. If not, we'll just keep going and you're stuck with us. So. That's what I said! And uh, you said some other things God, in there this, too. So yeah. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get into the show here. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Uh, Twitter turns first profit ever, but problems remain. How old is Twitter? I think Twitter came around 2005 to 2007, somewhere in there, maybe even a little bit later. Yeah, it could be like 12 years old now, and they have never made a penny, yet they're valued at billions of dollars. You know who they can thank for this? Donald J. Trump. Hmm. Yeah, he's really been powering Twitter and pushing them for it. So this was their first quarter where they ever they made like $91 million, which I would be happy if I made $91 million in a quarter, but for them, that's not that much money. I just don't understand where they're making this money from. Ads. But who, I don't, I don't know one person that spends money to advertise on Twitter. You know, you know me on Twitter, they always give me a poll to say, hey, did you see this ad recently? And I would say yes, because I like Twitter. <laughs> and you wanted to stay around. They're not really growing in users, not a whole lot's happening, but I think people are spending more time there because, yeah, you've got the President of the United States saying wild and amazing things on there. Yeah, so. Scott Rotundo, you guys can be the new Crockett and Tubbs. Hashtag Saskatchewan Vice. I'll, I'll take, take it. it. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. I'll be, you, you're definitely Tubbs. I'll be Crockett. Uh, anyway, it's just wild that people are like, hey, I invested in Twitter early, and now they've made all this money as the stocks you know, climbed, and then they crashed, and probably some more people invested, and they're coming back up. But you, you've invested in a company that has never, they've lost so much money. And yeah, the bigger discussion here is, these companies aren't making money. Right? Like, Twitter's been around for, let's say, 10 years. Yeah. It has not made money until now. Well, you've invested billions upon billions mm -hmm. upon billions with the hope that it comes back at some point. But... Let's let's realize too the valuation of a company is not what the it's crazy. It's not real. It's crazy. Speaking of losing a ton of money, Tesla burns through two billion dollars in twenty seventeen. That's with a B. That's with a B. Tesla is not making any money, not even close. Not even close. In fact, check out this slide here. This is Tesla's money that they've made, the revenues versus their uh, their profits. So the more money they make, the less well, the more money they lose. <laughs> really? That's that's uh, I think that's a winning business model right there. You could not walk into Dragon's Den or Shark Tank for the American listeners and say, hey, here's my plan. I got this business here. Let's say, hey, how much money you made? Oh, $2 billion revenue. Oh, but can we see? Oh, you lose money? The no, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> the more no money deal. you bring in, the more money you lose. It doesn't make no any sense. Deal. But that company put a car into space, which is awesome. Yeah, they have, they have the best parking spot, I was going to say in the world, but it's actually in the galaxy. The, or the universe. universe. It Anywhere, it was absolutely wild. Drew Dalby says, it's safe to say that there are influencers who have made more money on Twitter than Twitter itself? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. In 2011, Drew, when it was hot, I knew someone who their daughter had this joke account, and they would 
tweet, and oh. once in a while they would, you know, do a sponsored tweet or whatever, and they cleared hundreds of thousands of dollars oh my a year tweeting jokes. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. I want to go back to 2011. I wouldn't really call her an influencer, but man, yeah. I, I mean, I'm all about big jokes. Anyway, we want to talk about this because we think the world's crazy that people bet on companies like mm -hmm. Tesla and Netflix and all that sort of stuff that aren't making money, but they're going to make money eventually. That's why we've announced the launch of our new social platform called Jags Nation. Sign up now. Invest now. We'll be doing an IPO and make a bunch of money. I don't know. All right, yeah, let's move on. Okay, so the Olympics started last night with mixed curling, and if you're a curling fan like us Canadians, you're like, you're really excited about it, but then mm -hmm. you realize, this isn't actually curling, this is a weird hybrid, like it's a mutant version of yeah. curling with men and women, that's fine, I love that, but the rules have changed. There's a power play in curling now. A power play? Yeah, it's weird. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, one of my favorite stories about Olympics mm. all time is the Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah. Hey, hey Sanka. Hey, Jamaica, we got a bobsled team. Sanka, you dead, man? I see pride. Yeah, man. I see power. Anyway, what, I mean, an amazing story that started off in some, like, I don't know, drunken bet in a bar Yeah, so the way it worked is there was an American businessman down in, in Jamaica, I think it was 1986, 1988, and he saw there was, they were pushing these carts down a hill. It was like this sport yeah. in Jamaica that didn't involve any snow, and he thought, you know what, you could probably do bobsled. He was a past bobsledder. Yeah. And bet and paid their way to did it. And then 1988, the first Jamaican bobsled team, became reality. Yeah, and I mean, the movie wasn't a documentary, but it followed, you know, some of the events. They did actually crash in their final run. They didn't finish, but in the movie, they, you know, the triumphant moment where they're walking down, carrying oh, the sled, they were actually just devastated and felt like it was a giant failure. But for 30 years, that sport has continued, which is kind of amazing because it's expensive. It's expensive. It's the most expensive Olympic sport next to equestrian because, you know, all know horses need to eat. Right? I mean, I guess so. I uh, maybe a horse is expensive. And I guess you need a track and all that. That's bizarre, but anyway. And it doesn't snow in Jamaica, so you can't really <laughs> practice. <laughs> there is nowhere there that they can build a track with ice, so they're always having to fly other places and do it. So for them to be competitive at all is actually wild and amazing. You know, my favorite part about this story is, is actually two things. One, this is the first year, because they're trying to grow the sport mm -hmm. in Jamaica, which is funny, yeah. but they are. <laughs> it's the first year it's going to be televised in Jamaica. So people can actually watch the Jamaican bobsled team hmm. do their thing and go, yep. wow, I want to do that. As well, it's the first year that they have a female bobsled team. Oh. And they're good. They've actually had two or three top ten finishes in the world this wow. year. And they have a very high chance of meddling meddling at the Olympics. So if we have an Olympic... I'm cheering for them. Oh, man. I'm absolutely cheering for them. And some of the movie, which leads us actually into our question of the day, which we'll uh, put, pull up here. I'll take this off. What is the best Olympic movie ever? Now, you guys, you have to use just the, the first word of whatever the movie is, you know, so it fits in our poll. So Blades, Chariots, Cool, Cutting, Miracle, Munich. Get it in there. We're going to check in on that. Best, best Olympic movie of yeah, all time. It, What's your vote? It really should be... Uh, cool runnings, but uh, Chariots of Fire is like the, the classic, right? Stamp the, the trump card on that. Uh, cutting Edge, come on now. Actually, I think Cool Runnings will definitely win. Speaking of Cutting Edge, have you guys heard about these smart speakers that are coming out? Mm. Everyone, they're all the rage, right? You can speak to the speaker and it will do things. It's basically like your voice assistant is shoved into this really nice speaker and it will do things for you. Yeah, so Apple's announced their new home... Pod. Not TiePod. No, not pod. a TiePod. So, you know, it's a speaker, it plays music, you can talk to Siri and you can tell her to do whatever, you know, most things that you can do for Siri. You can do phone calls, some of them do recipes, all sorts of things, so you don't have to use your hands while you're being able to do things. And Apple being late to the game, like they a lot of times are with this sort of stuff, everyone expected, wow, it's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. And in many ways it is. If you're an audiophile, if you love music, this is a really nice speaker yeah. for the 350 USD that it costs. But that's kind of all it is. 
Well, I mean, you can say, hey, Siri, remind me to do this, or hey, Siri, call so-and-so, or hey, Siri, text somebody, or, you know, those kinds of things, but you can actually do that on your phone. Right now, Siri is trying to respond to all these things that I'm saying, I'm gonna turn her off, so. You know, do you need the speaker? I don't know, but there are some other ones from other companies. So we got the, the, the Google, what's it called? Google Home yeah. and the Alexa Amazon speaker. Mm -hmm. And they all do different things. Like the Alexa one can actually order you stuff. You can walk in your house and say, hey Alexa, yeah. I need more Tide Pods. And it will actually deliver it to your door. If you are in the US. It doesn't yet do it in and Canada. It have to be certain cities in the US. But Google works, the one works it with your Chromecast. So you can like queue up a YouTube or Netflix and things like that. Yeah. And you can ask questions. So you can say, hey Google, What's the best smartphone 2018? It'll give you a list based on like because it has its own search engine. Well, well, Siri, as we all know, you can't do that. You can give reminders. Yeah. You can ask it questions like, "Hey, who's winning in sports right now?" It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. So if you're buying this speaker and you're an Apple person, you one you have to have Apple Music to play the music yes. on it. Two, it's expensive. Three, you really gotta love music. Four, it's a it's the most Apple product we've had in a long time. I'm excited though because I think there's a lot of stuff that's going to come with voice as you're able to plug it in more and for me I want one like near my shower because whenever I'm showering I come up with good ideas and I always forget them when I get out of the shower so I want to be able to talk to something to tell it to remember these things. I look forward to the day when I walk, uh, I wake up and I'm like hey here, what's the weather like today, what's my route look like, yeah. what do I need to pick up from a fridge and I just tell it to do that and if I can get things done by just talking and thinking, yeah, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Like literally now we're talking. Speaking of pods, uh, it's not good. New York lawmakers are proposing a bill where they need to make Tide Pods look less appetizing. Like, they're going to force Procter & Gamble to make laundry detergent le look less laundry detergent-ish. Less appetizing. It... This is... This actually aggravates me. If I had a pet peeve right now, this would be it, because it's not Tide's problem. <laughs> no. Like, it's not... This whole rage didn't start because people thought, oh, these look appetizing, I'm going to eat them. People knew that they weren't appetizing, and they ate them anyway because teenagers. Because, hashtag because teenagers. And that, this is not going to change, right? Like, oh, I've seen like, pods that are like just clear and white. Yeah. They're still going to eat them. And actually, I actually looked forward to videos on the internet of kids eating them. I can't find them. Wyatt Harburg, welcome to 2018. Yeah. I guess so, but like it doesn't solve the problem. Well, the problem what? is kids eating them, you change them, it's like, okay, now they're blue. Well, no, but what else do we have to do? Because, you know, dish soap could look appetizing because it comes in nice green or blue colors. It, kids could think, oh, that's juice. Or if they were white tablets, they could look like, you know, rockets, the candy. I don't know what they're called in the States. Or, you know, like, everything looks like something else. It, the solution is, is to be better. Yeah, society. We need to be better, especially you teenagers. And you millennials that get blamed for everything. Just, it's oh, funny. This is Gen Z for sure. Millennials are fine. I'm actually going to blame the parents on this one. The parents and society that's like, hey, we're going to change the way it looks so you stop eating it. They're like, hey, screw you guys. I'll eat whatever I want. No, the real problem here is that the internet tells the stories of stupid kids that before just never got told. Yeah. Because you know, even our parents' generation, they did stupid things. I remember my grandpa telling me the story of how they would... You know, they would form a long chain and then somebody would grab onto the electric fence. And the first person to let go of the electric fence lost. Sure. So, like, we would be all after them if that was a thing that we talked about on the internet. Now, oh no, teens, you know, massive issues. They're holding onto electric fences. This needs to stop. And then lawmakers would try and propose something. Yeah, and we're out of time, but the crazy thing about the internet now is, I bet you there's like three kids that ate these Tide Pods. And then the internet got a hold of it and yep. said, now all these kids are eating Tide Pods because they found out you're not supposed to do it. Now they're all doing yeah. it. 
Jillian Kane says they do not need to make these tie spots to look less appetizing. I'm telling you, remove the warning label and let survival of the smartest slash fittest win. It would solve a problem. It would solve a problem. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that need a label for being unappetizing. <laughs> I was like, why are you going to transition to that? <laughs> we had the uh, premiere of Saskatchewan on the show. It was kind of cool yesterday. It, it was wild. And somebody suggested that we play Bean Boozled, which is the game with jelly bellies where half of them taste like something delicious and the ones that look the same taste like things like dog food and spoiled milk and rotten fish and different things. Anyway, he agreed to play it for some reason with us and well, we're going to send you guys out with a video of this happening. It cost them. See you tomorrow.